What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Demo Radio YouTube channel. And thank you for listening, no matter how you listen, whether you listen on the YouTube channel or on the podcast. Um, while I got you here, make sure that you hit the subscribe button. Make sure you hit the like button so that my video goes, more people get to see it. And make sure you share it if you like it as well. Um, once again, thank you all for listening. So today marks 65 years since the lynching of Emmett Till. And recently, I haven't been feeling very optimistic about where this whole Black Lives Matter movement thing, um, we're not going to say thing, but where this whole Black Lives Matter is headed. Because I've, before, like last month around July, like the end of July, I just, I don't know what got into me, but I got, I got, I just wanted to read up on Emmett Till for some reason. I just woke up and I decided I just wanted to read up on it because it was things I didn't know about it and I just wanted to know. And so I read about the case itself. Let me be more specific about the case. And uh, I was reading about the case and I found out a lot of details. And then the next day it happened to be that that was the brother's birthday. And so it just got stuck in my mind that a lot of times when these, these lynchings and these police shootings are happening, it made me wonder, like, are we even learning anything from this? How are we progressing from this? Are we, are we just getting stuck in this cycle of trauma? Because when you read the Emmett Till case, it's very you know disheartening to find out that the defense argued that the body that was recovered from the river, you know, we weren't sure that it was Emmett Till's, even though you had people that testified that the two men who were being tried for Emmett Till's murder, they did see them him leave with them. Um, not only that, but then only after after those guys get acquitted, a year later they do an interview, and they say they killed him. And still no justice. There's no there's no way to get them. There's nobody following them around trying to get them locked up. They pretty I mean, yes, they lost jobs and things like that. Their lives were made more difficult in that way. But ultimately, no justice was brought to them. For the murder of that young man. In Mattel. And that's 65 years ago. And in that 65 years, we've had a span of new names. To join Emmett Till. Um. We just even go recently as far as Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor. These are just recent ones, but there's a slew of them. And what disheartened me this past month when I was listening and reading articles and just watching, you know, just the general conversation that black people are having about this. It seems like we're still not understanding what actually needs to be done, like what actually needs to happen as far as overthrowing white supremacy, we still feel like voting in the federal election is going to help us. We somehow feel like Donald Trump is the cause of all this. And I just have questions for the people that want to support the people that listen to me, that support the idea that voting, especially in federal elections, because locally I think that's our best ticket, but even locally you still have to have something to vote for, not just vote to be voting. So my question is, for people who think Kamala Harris and Joe Biden are going to do, or Joe, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are going to do something different to help um, black people in our struggle against not just police brutality, but white supremacy in general. My question is, who was the president when Emmett Till got murdered? That's what I want you to think about. We've 65 years since this young, he would be, what, 79? I think that's what they were saying last month about his birthday. 
on his birthday. He would have been 79, so 65 years ago. And in that 65 years, like I said, we've added names, horrific incidences. Charleston shooting, church, the bombing, the Birmingham church bombing. Matt Avers got killed. Mark, Mal, uh, Malcolm X got killed, even though he was you know, killed by a black man, but still. Martin Luther King got killed. Fred Hampton got killed by the FBI. I mean, we could go on chapter and verse of all this. Rodney King, Trayvon Martin, Tamir Rice. So my question is for those people who feel like Kamala Harris and Joe Biden are the answer to all our problems. So who was the president when all these people died? And what did the president do and say in those moments when Rodney King was getting billy clubbed upside his head? What, what was being said about that? So while we always, you're getting caught up and, and, and it disheartens me because it seems like we're not getting it. And it's just a new trick bag that's always coming down because we don't understand not all of us. There's a growing group of us that's, that do. But there seems to be a lack of understanding amongst black people our, in, in our families. And we know that we need to be thinking about us first and nobody else. You know, nobody's speaking to our issues. I've said, I've said this time and time again. Nobody speaks to our issues. We force people to, and it makes people mad. But we should keep forcing people to. But, you know, I just don't, I just feel like the attitude that we have needs to change in general. Like we got Jacob Blake's sister and family now. They're copping pleas. They're telling the everybody to, you know, let's do this without violence, do this without peace. And Tamir Rice, Emmett Till, like I said, the names go on. And they're going to keep going on. Jacob Blake was just added to the list this week. Good thing he's alive, but he's paralyzed. So my question is to people, what do you want to pass on to the next generation? What type of world do we want to pass on to the next generation? We're going to keep singing and marching. We're going to keep telling people to calm down. We're going to keep telling people violence isn't the way. We're going to keep voting. We're going to keep telling people how Donald Trump or whatever president's in office is the worst president. Even if we do get a president that's our favor, they can't do nothing for us because, you know, this and that. We make so many excuses. We're the excuse makers for everybody. And what has that gotten us? That's gotten our young, our young ones killed. It's gotten a lot of black men killed. It's got a lot of black women killed. Our attitude, our behavior. Yes, white supremacy, you know what I mean? That's doing a damn thing on us too. But ultimately, we're allowing it. We're allowing it. When Emmett Till, when, 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 when the two white dudes that, that killed Emmett Till came to get him, they came to Emmett Till's uh, grandfather's house, if I'm not mistaken, or his uncle's house. And they came and got him. They came inside the doors and got him. Now, we can make excuses. And I know I ruffle a lot of feathers when I say things like this, but we can make excuses about the time that it was and this and that. But I say, fuck that. Because you allowed two white men into your house to take away your nephew. And murder him. And do you want the world to feel sympathy? But we're not even man and woman enough to fight for another. We're not even man enough to say what we feel. This brother Jacob Blake got shot in the back seven times. And his family's talking about peace. His family's talking about peace. Emmett Till's murderers came and took this little dude out the house, man. 
pistol whipped him. Made him carry a fan to a river, make him get butt naked by a river and put a 45 behind his ear and shot him in the head. And we still talking about peace. And I got people having problems with me because when I'm not, I'm not having sympathy for people who get caught slipping in the woods by white supremacists because you have to be on your tip. We still playing with this. And that's my point. That's why I said, what have we learned in just the 65 years since Emmett Till? And there's been others before Emmett Till. But in the 65 years since Emmett Till, what have we learned? And the evidence is showing me there's some of us, but there's always been some of us. There's always been. But the larger group of us still seem to think that there's something to be gleaned from this. When there's a system, when, when the institution, and I'm talking about police, when there's an institution can kill a 12-year-old child, and nobody's punished for it because the sake of the badge, the blue matters. This is what we're talking about. This is who we're talking about. And we got people up here talking about peace. We got people up here talking about go vote for somebody who wrote a crime bill and somebody else who was a damn prosecutor. And this is who we're telling us to vote for. These are the lesser of two evils that we're talking about. So I just want people to listen to this episode to just think about it. Think about what you what you think we've learned in the 65 years since Emmett Till. Because I feel like we've learned we haven't learned much. Some of us have, but like I said, there will always be those. There always will be those. But ultimately, we need a culture shift. There's things that we we have, traditions that we have, voting being one of them, abuse being another one. And it's funny how they kind of go hand in hand with each other that we just need to shit throw off from us. We don't have we have to have a zero tolerance effect. There needs to be a black civil war before anything else. Cultural civil war. Because I don't know about you, but I'm tired of seeing the next the latest video of a brother getting killed or you know, a, something happening to a child. And I know that there's no consequences coming. I know that Derek Chauvin, the officer up in Minnesota, they're going to figure out a way to weasel him out, just like they figured out a way to weasel out these dudes who killed Emmett Till. And who, like I said, they came out later and admitted it, that they did it. So they were guilty. Everybody knew they were guilty. They got off. So, you know, we live in a system that that tries to tell us that what we see, what we saw, we didn't see, and that tell us because somebody did something five years ago that they're that they deserve to get shot in the back. And yet, you, some of you listening to this right now, still are going to go vote on November third, and lend legitimacy to that, to this, because a lot of you don't even understand. You think you understand what politics is about, but you really don't. Um. Nancy Pelosi says something very interesting uh, this week. She did her press conference and she said that she doesn't believe that Joe Biden should even debate Donald Trump. She said because she doesn't even want to lend legitimacy to a conversation with him. And being that she's what the speaker of the house, the third highest ranking person in the country if I'm behind the vice president of the United States, the, the words that she used, she knows what she uses. She's a very intelligent woman. I, I'll give her that. And, and, she used the word legitimacy for a reason. Because when you vote, when you, when, you, when you participate in the electoral process, 
You're lending legitimacy to it. So she said she didn't want to have a debate with Donald Trump. Because she didn't want to lend legitimacy to him. But yet we vote and wonder why we're still getting shot in the back. Wonder why after 65 years since this brother, young Emmett Till, was brutally murdered while we're still fighting the same disease, fighting the same thing. Because we still participate in our own demise. And that's a hard thing for us to accept, to take accountability for the reasons as to why police are still shooting us. And that's the last thing for us to do. Because we can't expect a white cop to not be a white cop. We cannot expect a white supremacist to not be a white supremacist. At this point, we have enough history to understand that these people are not going to change. So, if your family member gets shot by the police, and you out here talking some peace, what are we supposed to do? Number one, that's selfish because you're making it about you. And number two, that ain't what the streets is feeling. That's not what's going on. Peace is not what's going on if you haven't noticed. So like I said, it's on us to think about what we learn and where we're going to go in this moment. Because things are only going to get worse for us if we decide that we, there's still something legitimate about the justice system, the legislative system, the executive the the office, I'm sorry, the 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 uh, legislative branch, executive branch, judicial branch of the government. If we still think that these are legitimate bodies of government, if you still think that these are legitimate bodies of government, then you cannot complain when a brother gets shot down in the police. And yes, I'm saying this. If you think that this government, if you go vote on November 3rd for Donald Trump or Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, whoever, Mike Pence, however you look at it, you cannot complain when another brother gets lynched because you are saying the, D- the Department of Justice is legitimate. That Congress is legitimate. That the Supreme Court is legitimate. And that's really, that's really what it comes down to. Ultimately. You have to decide what's legitimate to you. The people we do decide. We do decide. And as a, and as a student of history, I can tell you that's a fact. The people decide. And when we say it's over, it's over. And I'm here to tell you that we need to start saying that it's over. Because Kamala Harris, Joe Biden... The president after them, the president after them is not going to stop the next Jacob Blake, the next Emmett Till, the next Tamir Rice, the next George Stinney, the next Breonna Taylor, you know what I'm saying? The next Raquel Boyd, like, you know what I mean? There's not going to stop the next one. That president is not going to stop that. So stop being caught up in the, in the trick bag. It's time for us to defend ourselves. That's it. Take up power ourselves and defend ourselves. That's it. No need to be afraid of it. That's the last step. That's the only step. That's the only step because I don't have kids right now. And I can only imagine me at 30 years old having a 10 year old boy or or eight year old black boy right now. I will be probably having a nervous breakdown. I'll be paranoid. Because it's that real to me. So I know people, black people that have kids, it's extra real to you. So it's time to stop playing with it. It's time to stop teaching our kids fear. It's time to stop buying into fear. LeBron James talking about fear. All these athletes on TV crying. All these athletes on TV talking about the black community is like a crying baby that needs to be sued. No, we're not. No, we're not. We're like a big thousand pound bear that's about to wake up from hibernation. 
That's what we're like. We're not like no crying baby. We're getting stronger and we're getting louder. So it's time for people to decide what side you're going to be on. Because ultimately you didn't have a choice when you were born anyway. So it's time for you to act like it. Stop pretending like this stuff isn't real. Stop pretending like a traffic stop can't lead to you getting shot. Stop pretending like just going to the grocery store can't lead to something happening. Stop pretending like your kid's going out to play ball. Something can't happen. Stop pretending. Just because the probabilities they tell you, the probability of it happening is low, doesn't mean that it can't happen. There's billions of people on this earth. There's billions of black people. There's millions of black people in this country. And I say that to say, meaning the numbers... You know what I mean? Are constantly going. So the probability is actually probably higher than you would imagine in reality. So that's all I wanted to say on this one. I just want us to think back. Since everybody's tweeting. About Emmett Till, everybody's saying how the fight is going to continue. How is the fight going to continue? Because if we allow another Emmett Till to happen without anything, any retribution, anything, then we're just being what we've always been, the weakest group on the planet, the most servile group on the planet, the most forgiving group on the planet, the brokest group on the planet. So that's, what I want, that's all I want you to think about. Like I said before, for those of you that are supporting Joe Biden and Kamala Harris' ticket, think about that. Who was the president? Look at the screen for those of you watching on YouTube. Look at the screen. Who was the president when this man died, this young man died? Dwight Eisenhower. There's always a president. When Tamir Rice died, it was Barack Obama. There's always a president. There's always a president. And now you want to blame Donald Trump. But would, would you, did you blame Barack Obama for Tamir Rice? And if you didn't, then you should. If you're going to blame Donald Trump for everything that's going on now. Because that's only logical. And I know you think you're smart, right? So anyway... Thank you all for listening to this edition of Demo Radio. Like I said, you can subscribe to the podcast. I'm on Anchor Podcast. I'm on all the distributions, as well as you can subscribe to me right here on YouTube. Um, also, follow me on Twitter at DMC for President, so you can get all my thoughts and things on this before I even do the podcast. Thank you all for supporting and liking. Make sure y'all like, too, by the way. Anyway, make sure you, if you didn't like it at the beginning, like it now. Anyway, until next time, y'all. Peace.